Hey, this is Pastor Madison. I am so excited that you're tuning in today to the Crosspoint Podcast. My prayer is that this word inspires you, uplifts you, and enlightens you. You can connect with Movement Youth on Instagram at movement underscore youth or the Point College Ministry at the Point College. Let's jump into the message. But then Jesus comes onto the scene and he's like, actually, it's not going to be like that anymore. It's not about a place anymore. It's not about a specific people anymore. It doesn't matter where you worship, but as long as you do it in spirit and in truth, he's saying with your heart and your mind. And then he tells her that he is the Messiah. Okay, he, He's letting her know that all the things that she has tried to chase after to meet those needs are not necessary anymore. It isn't about a temple or a special place or the pursuit of her own desires He gives her the good news that there's something more that he is going to offer her, and that is a personal relationship with God that can satisfy those needs. And what's crazy is that Jesus chose that woman, that broken Samaritan woman living in sin, to be the first person that he told publicly about him being the Messiah. Because what you guys may not understand is during that time, those people knew the word. Like, they knew the word. And at that time, all they had was the Old Testament. And what the Old Testament said was that there is a Messiah coming. Like, the Savior of the world is coming. We got to be ready. We got to wait because he's coming. And so these people are waiting and waiting and waiting for the Savior and this Messiah. And he chooses this broken Samaritan woman living in sin to be the first person to know. And then because he saw her need and and met it with an invitation to have that personal relationship with God. Everything changed for her. In fact, that original need that she had of needing water, in verse 28, if you're still on John chapter 4, it says that she literally, like, left the water jars, and you saw it depicted. She just dropped everything. She realized that, I don't need this anymore. I need what he is offering me. So she left all of that, and she went and told people about him. Everybody say, I need water. So tonight... I want to ask you, what is your water? What is your water? And what I mean by that is, what is it that you think that you need? What is it that you have been searching for? Because I know that you guys have all needed something. You're desiring something. Is it love? Is it acceptance? Is it confidence? Is it security? The title of tonight's message is, I Need Water. But I want you to fill in the blank, whatever you have been chasing after or feeling like you need. I need confidence. I need love. I need security. Because I know that you guys are searching and you're looking and you want to be fulfilled and you want your desires to be met. And just like in the beginning when we talked about there are times where you're more thirsty than others. There are times when you want water more than others. There are times where you need those things more than others. So I'm going to give you some examples. So like when your friends are making fun of of that one kid, you know what kid I'm talking about, and you need their approval, so you join in. Or when you're sitting around on a tailgate and a bottle is being passed around and you need more confidence, so you take a big swig hoping that will do the trick. Or when you keep getting snaps or texts, asking for things, and you need to feel loved, so you just do what they say. 
God sees those needs that you have, guys. He sees those desires, and he knows that those needs are not going to be satisfied by earthly, worldly things. But the reality is that at your age, where you guys are at, it is so easy to try and satisfy that with so many different things. Like, you had the you have the need to feel loved or to have confidence or to feel security or to be accepted. And you have, you know, popularity. You have accomplishments. You have friend groups. You have dating and alcohol and sex and social media and video games and inappropriate websites or apps, uh, Snapchat streaks, compliments, grades, cussing. You notice that these are both positive and negative things, but they're often worldly things that we are chasing after to satisfy the needs that we have. And the list could go on and on and on for you guys at this point in your life. There are so many things that you can chase after to try to satisfy those needs. But here tonight, in this place, and in this time, there is an opportunity for for God to tell you, I see you searching. I see how you're trying to meet those needs and and desires, but I have something better for you, okay? But first, I have three things that I want to go through, um, and it's, it's really quick. But the first thing is, you need to admit that there is a void or need you're trying to fill, okay? You need to admit that you are searching for something that's going to satisfy you. You need to admit that you need saving, that you need help from God, and you need to surrender what you have for what better things God has for you. And I want to say, when I say that you need to admit that you're trying to fill a void, I'm saying you need to identify that void. Because here's the deal. I can go up to any of you, and I can tell you, okay, you're living in this sin, and I can tell you to stop it. But a lot of the time, the sin is only a symptom of the actual problem. And so, and so you need to I- identify uh, what that actual need is. So, for example, in this case, this woman, in The Chosen, they depicted this very beautifully. It wasn't her sin, really, that was the main problem of being with guys and having these husbands. It was her need to feel worth. That was, is what was causing the problem. And so you, until you identify that need that you have that's causing the sin, you're never going to stop sinning until you identify it. And then the second part is you have to confess that need to God. So here's some examples that maybe will, you know, help you. Some, some needs that maybe you, you need to identify is worth, confidence, love, acceptance. You need those things at this point. But then when you confess it, it may, it may sound like this. Hey, God, I spent hours on my phone last night because I want to distract myself from the loneliness that I feel. I need to belong. See, I confess my sin. I confess the symptom. I'm scrolling for hours on social media. But the need that I had, the main root of the problem was that I feel like I need to belong. Or, hey, God, I hung out with him again tonight because I feel like nobody will ever truly love me. I need to be loved. Being around guys, going from guy to guy, that is not the root of the problem. The root of your problem and the need that you have is you want to feel loved. Identify that and confess it to God. Or, hey, God, I obsess over my grades. I obsess over my accomplishments because my worth is tied to what I do and I never feel good enough. I need identity. Or, hey, God, I I picked up the bottle again last night because I have a strong desire to please people because I lack confidence in myself. I need confidence. So confess your need, 
confess your desires, confess your sin habits and symptoms of the actual need that you have. Admit it to him. Admit how you've been trying to fill all these, these needs in earthly ways and then accept a relationship with him where he can wash away that past. He can forgive you of your sins because he did what he said he would do and he died on a cross for you, okay? You may come needing water, but, but he will give you life and he will meet those needs. He will meet those needs. The worship team can come on up. And then the last part of it, once you identify the need and then you confess the sin, is, is you can stop the symptoms. You can stop the sin habits. But it is only, it is only when you identify what it is you're chasing after and you fully believe that God can satisfy that desire and that he can meet that need. Because like I said, you can try to stop cussing. You can try to stop sleeping around. You can try to stop talking bad about people or gossiping. You can just try to stop. But until you actually say, no, here's my problem. I don't need to see the stop doing those things. I need to realize that I have a desperate need to be approved by people. Or I have a desperate need to feel loved. And you identify that and then you tell God, I believe that you actually can fulfill that need for me. Unless you do that, your life is not going to change. So you have to get to the root. You know, I was, I was watching this uh, a few months ago about this guy who had this um, addiction with watching very inappropriate things. And he said, I tried to stop and 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 I tried to stop. And I couldn't just stop because I didn't get to the root of my problem. I didn't identify the need that I had to feel loved. And until I realized that need to feel loved and I brought it to God and said, this is actually my problem. And then I believed that he could meet it. I wasn't going to change. And so I hope you're tracking with me with, with what I'm saying. Jesus can come in and he can satisfy those needs long term. When you try to do it the earthly way and you try to do it the worldly way, it's a band-aid approach. It doesn't last and it doesn't stick. It does not work. And so all the things that you guys have at this age that, you know, you're being applauded for, like cussing or like gossiping or, um, I don't know, for some of you maybe partying or drinking or whatever whatever it is, all the things that you're applauded for, I, I cringe at. Because I realized the heart of the issue, how, how insecure a person is that's doing those things, how much they lack confidence, how much they lack the love of, of God in themselves, how much they lack security and identity in who they are in Christ. And I know, and I know some of you may be thinking that, you know, like, I, I've done this before. Like, I, I have traded in my needs and for a relationship with God, like I have given him my desires, but still I didn't, I didn't change anything. I'm still living my old ways. I still have those others, other desires. And I'm not standing up here saying it's going to be easy. Like, oh, just here you go, God. And now you have it. It's going to be really hard and you're going to slip up and you're going to stumble and you're going to fall. The woman at the well at some point had to go back to the man that she was living with and stare him in the face too. But if you continue to seek God and what he says about you and what he wants for you, your heart is going to start to change. 
but you got to keep going back. And you'll realize again and again that he is going to meet those needs better than any Band-Aid approach here on earth. Guys, a relationship with God is in the long game. And if you're not into that, it's, it's not going to work. And you're only going to end up frustrated. It is absolutely in the long game. It's a return to him over and over and over again. And here's the deal, guys. Once you do that, like once you lay your needs at his feet and you say, I, I need this to be met. And I believe that you can do it. The reality is that your circumstances may not change. The people in your life, they may not change at all. But you can change if you keep choosing him. And so in order to do these things, you have to be willing to go against the grain of culture and what everyone else around you is doing. And at that, this point in your life, it is hard to do that. But you have to be willing to. The woman at the well was not supposed to be talking to Jesus. She shouldn't have gone into town and told everybody about him. But she went against the grain of culture and she was willing to stand out and be different. And she chose him over everything else. And so tonight you're going to have an opportunity to tell your small group leader, I have these needs. I have the need to be loved. I have the need to feel accepted. I have the need to to have an identity. I have a need to feel security. Whatever it is that your need is. And then to tell your small group leader, I'm tired of trying to let the world try to fulfill that desire. And I'm ready for Jesus to step in. If tonight you want to do that and you actually mean it, and you actually believe it, that Jesus can meet that need, then tell them. Tell them, tell them, tell them, because then we want to we wanna be your accountability partner. And we want to help you stop the symptom of that need. Stop the sin habits. Stop the things that you know you don't want to do, guys. Because we love you and we care about you. And so does God. And so tonight, in your small group, I know we can get squirrely and I love that too. But if, if tonight there's something changing in your heart, please talk to a leader about it. They want to have a sincere conversation with you about actually living a life after Christ. So we're going to pray and then we're going to worship with a couple songs. Um, I just want everybody to, to pray out loud with me and you can just say whatever you want, whatever is on your heart, or you can just repeat after me. You can say, hey, God, I have needs, I have desires, and I've been chasing the world to fulfill those. But tonight, I want something to change. I want to choose you. I want to get to the root of my problem, and I want to give it to you. And I want to believe that you have died for my sins and that you wash me clean, and that you make me new, and that you will satisfy the needs I have. I believe you died on a cross for me, and now I want to live for you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Hey, guys, I just want you to know, before, before we all stand up and everything, I just want you to know, there is no shame. There is no shame. If you're living with sinful habits, you've got a lot of symptoms popping up of, of people that you've been mean to or um, words that you've said that you don't mean or that you wish you wouldn't have said, there is no shame in that. But what I want to ask of you tonight during worship and during small group time 
is to just have an open heart and an open mind to let go of that and to want better for yourself and for the people around you. Because also, even if you aren't dealing with those sin habits or those symptoms, somebody in your friend circle is. And so let's be people that shine a light of Christ so much that it affects people around us. If you enjoyed today's message, I would encourage you to like it or share it on social media. Movement Youth for 6th through 12th graders meets on Wednesday nights, and the Point College Ministry meets on Sunday nights. We would love to have you join us. Thanks for tuning in.